to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. Well, as you know, we're working through Pima Chodron's book, Welcoming the Unwelcome, this month. And the promise or the thesis of the book is what we do with misfortunes is within our control. And so throughout the book, she gives us ways to to look at negative conditions or negative events differently and over time perhaps to accept them and even to find in the end success because of them. Well, today we're going to be talking about something that's going to be very real to all of us. Many of you realize we're we're marking the one-year mark for the coronavirus pandemic and uh, and all of the various uh, negative situations that have come about. It's estimated that one out of every three people has been affected uh, by the death of a loved one due to the coronavirus. Innumerable people out of work whole segments of the market and service industries uh, are depressed. Truly, everyone has had a, a negative impact from the coronavirus. And so today, I want to address this maybe in a little bit different way by talking about our comfort zones. And allow me to start by reading just a little bit from this book. This is the chapter called Beyond the Comfort Zone. She says, a few years ago, I wrote a letter to my students in which I asked them about where they take refuge, where they find comfort. When things are really tough, like you're scared, lonely, angry, unwanted situations, what do you do to take comfort? And she was surprised at how many responses she got to this. They found it to be a helpful question because they had to admit that in hard times they were often taking refuge in Netflix and overeating or other types of entertainment and diversion. Now, of course, who are Pima Chodron's students? They're they're like Buddhists, right? And so, so here we have a group of what you arguably would say are very spiritual people. And where are they taking refuge or comfort in troubled times? In uh, in binge watching television and other types of uh, entertainment distraction. Buddhist practitioners, however, she says, generally would speak of taking refuge in the three jewels. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about the three jewels of Buddhism today. But I do want to open it up to your own reflection here for a moment. So during the pandemic, what are some of the ways that you have found comfort? Has it been in TV? Have you found yourself binge-watching or or reading trashy novels? I have to admit, I'm currently embarked upon reading a lot of the old Agatha Christie murder mysteries, right? It's like binge-watching, only it's binge-reading. So what have you done to to cope? What, What areas have you found a refuge? Now, I bet you haven't thought of it before, But it's another way of thinking about your comfort zone. You know, oftentimes we think of a comfort zone, meaning a place within which we're easily keeping our business to ourselves, right? A a comfort zone around our family would be maybe not rocking the boat, knowing each other well enough to avoid some of the pitfalls of loving with people. 
a comfort zone at work might be knowing uh, exactly what your role is and not overstepping it or going too far. And so there is that idea of the comfort zone as being a zone of risk minimization, of not taking too many chances. And so her looking at uh, the idea of the comfort zone also where we find refuge is an interesting one, isn't it? Because it does imply that we're going to retreat into an area where we feel safe or where we can be distracted from some of the things that are troubling us. But I think where I want to go with this idea of a, of a comfort zone uh, is today's joke. So a farmer is walking through the pasture one day, and he stumbles upon a lamp. He picks it up, and of course, just like other stories, out pops a genie. The genie thanks the farmer for setting him free and grants him three wishes, but only one wish per year. So the farmer thinks for a while before deciding that it's been so dry in the last few years that he wants plenty of rain and sun to nurture his crops. Well, sure enough, that was his wish, and he had the best year ever. Well, a year later, the genie returns and asks the farmer for his second wish. The farmer remarks that his current corn crop is the largest he's ever had, so he wishes for corn to be selling at $5 a bushel. Sure enough, the market rallies, and after a period of time, corn is going for $5 a bushel. That's almost twice as much as usual. Well, the third year, right on schedule, the genie appears to grant the farmer's final wish. Without hesitation, the farmer asks for $5 a bushel for corn again. Well, the genie's kind of surprised and asks the farmer, why would you want the same thing this year as last year? Well, looking sheepish, the farmer squirms a bit and then admits he hadn't actually sold his corn for $5. I got so uncomfortable I sold at 350. And so the idea here is oftentimes our comfort zone, what we're comfortable with, is also a trap. It may make us feel safe. It may make us feel supported. It may be a distraction from the things that are negatively impacting us, but ultimately, it also reduces our chance at success. If you think about any of the great successes that you have observed either in others or in yourself, they typically came with some level of risk. And so I also want to talk about the idea of a comfort zone as it relates to risk. Now, think, if you will, a large circle encompassing all the activities that you could possibly be involved with, right? And that largest circle, of course, is going to have a lot of things you would never think of doing because they're just way too risky, right? You're not going to, well, I hope, you're not going to sell all of your worldly possessions and go to Vegas and put it on one whirl of the roulette wheel, right? I think almost anyone on the planet would say, well, wait a minute, that's way too risky. So that would be on the outer edge of this big circle, the things that we think are just way too risky. But there's also a circle right in the middle, and this is the one that Pima Chodron calls our, our circle of comfort, our comfort zone. And in that circle, we typically don't take any risks at all. 
we completely do what is familiar to us and what feels safe to us, what feels repetitive to us. Those kinds of activities that we're used to doing day in and day out without any kind of variance at all. And so notice that the difference between these two circles, there's a big difference, right? There's got to be something in between those giant risks that we would never take and also the idea of never taking a risk at all. And this is what Pima Children calls our growth zone or our, our zone of education, how we can learn about ourselves enough to expand that inner circle. Because if we only stay in our comfort zone, we may be comfortable, but we're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities. Just like the farmer who was too scared, even, even though his wish was being granted that the corn would sell at a higher price, it wasn't within his comfort zone to actually sell it that high. So he sold out quicker. That is the kind of effects that we have when we're overly risk adverse, when we're literally afraid to go beyond our comfort zone. Well, I want to suggest that the pandemic has completely got most of us in our comfort zones. Many of us, even though businesses and other ways of being are beginning to open up through the country, many of us are still very risk adverse. Even though the CDC has said that now people who are vaccinated can uh, can congregate in small groups and not wear masks, have you noticed or talked to some people about how that fear is still there, how that hesitancy to, to, to gather together again is still alive in them? It's that comfort zone that has exerted itself over us. People afraid to go shopping, people afraid to uh, meet up in person with their friends and family, even when they're wearing masks or even when they are doing social distancing and, and all of the other things that would make the encounter a safe one because we have been primed to, to seek refuge in our comfort zones. Many of us are still finding it difficult then to move beyond that, to ease back or begin to ease back uh, into going out in the world again. And of course, it goes way beyond health, right? A lot of us have gotten used to being at home, not necessarily because of health, but now our offices are in our home. A variety of other things have brought us inwards into uh, uh, really kind of barricading ourselves into a smaller life. And although that is comfortable now for us, although that has created a measure of safety that was good during the pandemic, are we still able to push a little bit on those boundaries of taking a risk? Maybe not a risk around our health. I'm not advocating that we give up on mask wearing or the other things, of course, that we need to do to keep each other safe. But many of us have become risk adverse in a variety of ways. Risk adverse of, of meeting new people, even when done safely. Risk adverse about trying out for new jobs or asking for a promotion. Asking for anything that maybe is a little out of the ordinary or beyond their personal comfort zone. So how can we begin 
How can we begin to, to move out into that circle where there is a little bit more risk? You know, one of the things I love about this book, as it comes from the Buddhist tradition, is it really portrays some very healthy and spiritual ways that we might begin to begin introducing newness in our lives in a way that isn't so risk adverse. And uh, as she mentioned, it was called the three gems in Buddhism. And let me, let me go over the Buddhist terms uh, quickly but then we'll we'll move forward into what that means in terms of our own spirituality. So the three gems are spirit, wisdom, and spiritual community, or the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha. And I want to talk about these three gems and how by utilizing them as concepts, we can begin introducing ourselves into the idea of taking a little more risk, of, of moving beyond our comfort zone to open up the world to us in ways that will bring us greater success, greater love, and so on. The first of these gems, uh, Buddha or spirit, is really our connection to the divine. And so, uh, although in Buddhist terms, it it might have to do with uh, Buddhist practices and and so on, for us, it just means doing whatever we need to do to feel more connected to our higher power. And so for some of that, that might mean making sure that we're we're getting enough of our 12-step programs, that we're participating in, for instance, the one that Kathy Batten is offering online coming up, or we're doing our Zoom 12-step meetings. Uh, for, for us, it might mean adding more meditation into our lives, uh, uh, coming to the Wednesday meditation that we offer. It might mean taking our spiritual practice in a new direction, not just being a, a Sunday-only thing or a Wednesday-only thing. Maybe we want to develop our connection to spirit on a more ongoing basis and set daily intentions for instance, or keeping up a gratitude journal. So the idea of of spirit as one of these three gems is really what are we doing to expand our consciousness to break through that zone of comfort in order to keep walking our spiritual path, in order to evolve into a more spiritual version of ourselves. The second of the three gems is called Dharma or wisdom. And of course, uh, you know, I, I already tipped you off that I've been doing a lot of reading during the pandemic, but has it been healthy reading? Has it been healthy wisdom? Or have I just been finding out how a hundred years ago people could kill each other off more easily in murder mysteries, right? And so, so there is a technique here. There is a, a method to the madness that Pima Chodron talks about. And so the idea of Dharma or spiritual wisdom is that we're a little more careful. We're paying a little more attention to what we're gaining wisdom in. And it could be taking a class. It could be reading, but reading uplifting material, more spiritual material. The idea that we will use the wisdom really to further our spiritual nature. And so it might be reading books like we're covering this month. It might be taking classes like some of the spring classes we're offering. It could just be reading Oprah's Book Club and some of the enlightening and positive books that you can find there. But are you on a path of greater wisdom or has your comfort zone made you stray more into the binge-watching TV? Don't get me wrong. I think entertainment is a great thing. But there is a difference between entertainment and escapism and wisdom. 
And so I would ask you just to take a look at how are you spending some of your free time? Are you gaining comfort, but maybe actually digging in further into entertainment or into diversion rather than growing a little? You can use the same time. And I would suggest you can even be entertained while you are making progress on your spiritual path. So the third of the three gems is Sangha, or spiritual community. And this one has been a tough one. It's been a tough one for me as well. You know, for years and years, Sunday church and other in-person gatherings has been my way of that sense of spiritual community. And as much as I truly appreciate the ability to use Facebook Live and Zoom and other techniques, I have to say it has felt a bit like a lesser reflection of how I would like to be in spiritual community. And so perhaps I've even retreated a little bit from that idea. Well, I'm here to suggest to you that needn't be the case. Although some of these uh, techniques for, for being out in the world and being in spiritual community may not seem at first blush like they're providing the connection, the people connection that you would like, I would like to suggest that the more familiar you get with it, the more that it will begin to serve your needs. So please do. We offer such a variety of ways of connecting on on Zoom, on Facebook Live, and other means here, in classes, in meditation, and so on. Please do yourself a favor. If you need some help with technology, get it. Uh, If you need some help with how to log on on Zoom and things like that, I know our facilitators will help you with that. Do not think that you have to isolate yourself from your spiritual community. Uh, We recently attended, in in fact, just this weekend, a welcome home workshop that the home office at Centers for Spiritual Living is presenting on, on how we can begin introducing people physically back into our areas. But of course, here in Oregon, we still have to follow the Oregon Health Authority's rules on social distancing and so far. But, But it is nice to see, right? There's that that glimmer, there's that idea that soon we will be through this well enough that we can begin opening our doors in person again. But in the meantime, we do not have to think that isolation from our community is what we have to put up with. Truly, we are here to serve you. You can pick up the phone You can join us on Zoom. Many of you, of course, are right now listening to my voice on a podcast or or participating on Facebook Live. Be more interactive if you like. Post comments. We will reply to them. We are here to serve you as best we can during these odd times. So just to recap, the three areas for making progress, positive progress, and stepping beyond your comfort zone our Buddha or spirit, how are you integrating yourself? How are you connecting to your higher power? Dharma or wisdom, what are you doing to really embolden your intelligence to move forward with, with new studies, new thoughts, uh, bringing newness to yourself through classes, through reading and so on, or sangha, spiritual community. And you know, I, I talk about spiritual community as though your only option here is the, the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. And I would love if that were the case, but of course you have many options for being in spiritual community. 
community. And when I say spiritual community too, I don't mean just a center or a church or a synagogue. You have ways of uh, of doing a, a book club with other people or or ways of showing up in, in other means to be in spiritual contact with other people. So feel free to feel some newness around these topics. Feel that ability to take a little bit of risk and maybe form your own book club. Maybe form a circle of your friends on FaceTime or Zoom and and discuss some of the issues of the day. You know, one of the things that we do that I consider being in spiritual community is even my lunch with Reverend Larry on Fridays at 11.30. We really don't do a whole lot of what you would say spiritual education, it's really more of a chance to check in, to to hear the ideas of what's up for people, to to listen and to uh, speak our truths. It's a way of being in spiritual community with one another in just a very social and natural way. You could actually form something like that for your own friends and your own family. It's not really taking much of a risk, and it is enhancing this uh, one of these three gems, one of these three ways of breaking through some of the stuckedness that we feel as part of our current comfort zones. So today we've talked about two aspects of our comfort zone. Well, it is where we find comfort, right? But that can be positive and negative. It feels good to be comfortable, and I don't wish anyone to feel uncomfortable, but as we've discussed, sometimes being comfortable isn't always what's good for us. Sometimes it's entrenching ourselves into bad habits or using our time unwisely. So our comfort zone is a place of refuge, but it can also be a place of stagnation. So we talked about it too in terms of familiar territory, that if we do want to make progress in the world, if we want to find success, the only time that we do progress or success is a willingness to take at least a little bit of risk, a little bit of an ability to step beyond what we know today, what we feel today, what we feel safe today. Now, we're not going way on the edge of that circle. Remember, I talked about it in the terms of circles, that the innermost circle is our comfort zone, the zone where nothing changes. And of course, the outer circle are crazy risks that I would not suggest anyone ever take. And in fact, I would never suggest we need to risk anything that would cause uh, health problems or disease or, or some kind of physical tragedy. But but there's a big band in between called that growth zone. We can take small social risks. We can take the kinds of risks that could really open up our vision to a greater world for us, greater opportunities, greater love, and greater life. Those are the kinds of things worth coming out of our comfort zone for. Well, I do have a bit of homework for you this week. I'd like you to do that evaluation that I have done recently out of this year of feeling a little bit like I've been sequestered. You know, we're a year into the COVID-19 pandemic. It's been a year where I felt like my world has gotten a little smaller. And I have to admit, I have retreated into my comfort zone. I have been overeating and I have been frittering away some of my time. 
So I would like you to go through that exercise yourself. Has the comfort zone been a positive experience for it? Or have you found yourself perhaps retreating from the world in a way that although it's been comfortable, perhaps you're beginning to miss out on the bigger picture of life itself. So that's your homework, just to examine your own comfort zone. Has it been useful? Are there aspects of it that have been less than useful? Okay. Well, I want to close today with another quote from the book and, of course, a prayer. She says, in this very brief time that we have on planet Earth, we have to ask ourselves how we're going to spend that time. Will we keep increasing and strengthening some of our neurotic habits in a quest for safety and comfort? Or will we make it a practice to step into the learning zone, a zone of newness and activity. Let us pray. There is one power. There is one presence. There is one God. And what I know about this thing is that it is everything. Every person, every place, every situation, all that is, all that can be, all that ever has been is God. And God created the heavens and earth out of itself. God keeps on creating through the activities of us humans and the planet. And I I affirm and know that I am a big part of this, that I am a creator of my own life moving forward. I also know that I'm brave enough uh, to take those small risks to step out of my comfort zone and seek out the broader life the more spiritual life, the good life that's filled with love and sweetness of abundance and success. This is who I am. And as it is true for me, I claim and know and believe that it can be true for everyone. Each person can have a willingness to step outside of their zone of pure comfort and into the zone of those small social risks that we might take to be more spiritual to be more productive, to be more loving, and so on. And so this week and the week following, I I simply know we evaluate where we are and put our intentions on living a little more grand, a little more loving, a little more joyous, a little more spontaneous, willing to take those small risks. And so for this, I give great thanks. For this, I recognize in God that... uh, that one power that says yes to anything which we hold dear to ourselves. And so I release this prayer into the activity, into the action of the law itself. I let it be, and together we say, and so it is. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Now is our time of conscious giving. If you'd like to take your gifts or maybe log on to your, your web device and, uh, and make a donation to us, it would be most appreciated. You can go to cslportland.org slash donate, and there are a variety of ways that you can make a donation to us online. And of course, we also support the Tithely app. So if you happen to have a smartphone, you can download Tithely and look for Portland Center for Spiritual Living and make a donation that way as well. It truly is our honor to be here for you every week, and, uh, and I bless you for your many gifts. 
Before we close today, just a, a quick reminder that we're here to support you in prayer. If you go to our website, cslportland.org, any of our web pages has a little banner across the bottom, including a place to submit a prayer request. So please take advantage of that. If you fill in the prayer request form, it automatically gets emailed out to, to all 10 of our licensed practitioners and ministers. And it's our great honor to pray for you throughout the week. Truly, let us support you in prayer during some of these difficult times. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.